I'm Amarachi Crystal, and you're listening to Life by Amarachi Podcast, where I and my guests share our life experiences and inform you from an analytical and mental health perspective. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes I upload. Subscriptions are now on a monthly basis for as low as 99 cents per month to as high as $9.99 per month. Donations are also welcome through the support link on Linktree and Cash App. If you cannot financially support, share the podcast with your community to grow the podcast listenership. Don't forget to leave a comment or review and a voice message that can be highlighted on an episode. All subscriptions, donations, voice messages, and episode links will be in the show notes. How is everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Lord, okay. First, I'm going to catch you guys up on what's going on. I don't know if you can hear my voice. It's a little bit crackling because I lost my voice about, yeah, technically two weeks ago. The 18th, that Friday, I started to feel like symptoms of like a common cold. I really didn't even know what it was. I just kind of just said, whatever, I have a common cold. The season is changing. That normally happens for me. So I didn't take it seriously. And then I went away that weekend to Philadelphia with a friend of mine. And by Saturday, I was feeling like body aches. Like my entire body was aching, but I didn't really have a fever. We walked around in Philly and I was fine walking around. We ate, I was fine. The most I had was congestion and a cough. So I was like, you know what? It's probably just a common cold. I still didn't really take it seriously. We ended up just staying indoors that entire Saturday because I'm like, I do not have energy. I mean, we did go out that Friday night when we landed in Philly. So recovering from that night and my friend got sick that night, actually. So Saturday came and we both were just like, you know what? Let's just stay in and... And I barely really could eat at all either. I didn't really have an appetite. My body just wanted liquids. It just wanted lots and lots of liquids. So I did that. I kind of nursed that. Um, Sunday, I was still feeling kind of sore and just, you know, walking really, really slowly. And um, we drove back. So then when we drove back, I, I got home and I was just in bed all day. Monday, Tuesday, I went to work. It felt a little bit worse. I just really didn't have energy, but I still kind of pushed through and did my job. Then Wednesday came around and I was like, you know what? Let me just test myself because this could be COVID. It could be COVID. Like even if I had a little bit of like sinuses as the weather changes, it normally lasts for like two or three days. But this is like day five and I'm still feeling horrible and my cough is getting worse and on top of that, I'm waking up with sinus headaches. So I tested myself. I did a at-home test and it came out positive. I was like, oh, crap. 
<laughs> like I was already in public. I mean, social distancing, obviously, wearing my mask, but still I went to work on Monday and Tuesday. So I just text the families that I work for on Monday and Tuesday to let them know that I have it so that they could test themselves. They did and they came out negative. I also have a family that I see on Friday. So Friday, for the Friday family, I just had to cancel and not come into work at all until I felt better. So that happened. This week, I started to feel a lot better. And I, I lost my voice too, that I mentioned that my voice was gone as we were driving down to Philly on the 18th. So the rest of the week, my voice was really bassy. And when I tried to breathe, it was like hollow breaths. Um, kind of like, <gasps> that's how it sounded. It was more hollow breaths than anything, but I could still breathe. You know, I, I held my breath and I didn't cough. You know, you know, one of the things that they told us to do in the beginning of <laughs> this entire pandemic, they were like, if you hold your breath and you cough, you may have COVID. So I did that. I held my breath for like 10 seconds and I didn't cough, but I still had a cough. So I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm not, it's not as bad as at least not as bad to send me to the hospital. It could be something that I, I'm able to nurse. So this week that passed, I started to get my energy back. Um, I think it was Monday. Monday, I got my energy back. <clears throat> my voice was still kind of gone. Like it's still kind of gone now. I'm at a stage where I'm just clearing my throat now and not really coughing. So that's positive. But yeah, like that was the past two weeks. And that's also why I couldn't record an episode because I wanted to just give my voice a rest and give my body a rest and my mind a rest. Because during the symptoms, I also felt very delirious. Like I felt like I wasn't here. <laughs> I was like, Anything that I was experiencing was an absolute outer body experience. Like, oh my God, it was just really weird. It was really, really weird. But I pushed through. I pushed through and I'm here and I'm recording. And um, my voice is still kind of gone, but I kind of like my voice a little bassy. You know what I mean? Like, I like my voice to be a little bit bassy. My voice is generally bassy anyway. Like, I, I don't have a squeaky, tiny little mousy voice. But if you heard my voice prior, it's a lot more bassier than this. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a little catch up for you guys as to why I didn't record and just my past couple of weeks experiences. But y'all, like it doesn't even, at this point, it doesn't even matter. We're all possibly going to get COVID at one point or another. And for those who don't experience it, power to you is not fun. Um, for some people that I've known that had it, they had more fevers and I'm grateful that I didn't have a fever. I was still able to walk around and stuff like that, but I feel like it's going to live with us, um, at this point, it's just going to be something that we think of similar to the flu or a common cold. So yeah, do your, take your precautions. I mean, I took my precautions and hey, I still got it. But I think it was as the restaurants were opening and venues were not checking for um, vaccination cards. That week was the week that I got COVID. I did go to restaurants and venues that were not asking for vaccination cards. So who knows who was there, who was not vaccinated or even vaccinated and didn't get tested. Who knows who worked at the venue and possibly had it. And that's probably why I caught it, you know? But yeah, that's it. We'll get into this week's episode. So this episode for me is just kind of really random. I don't have a lot prepared. I have like, I feel like I have so much in my mind that I want to just speak about. And hopefully at some point in this episode, it all makes sense. 
So I wrote, uh, I want to read a stanza that I wrote the other day, just kind of thinking to myself about human relationships and how we all relate to each other, but more so focusing on how we relate to ourselves. And you know what? I'm just going to read it. I think it's just best for me to read it so that it makes a lot more sense to you guys instead of me trying to explain it. So I wrote... Why is it that when we tell stories about our lives, we are either the victor or the victim? When do we ever acknowledge that we can and have also been an abuser to some degree or another? If we're going to be fully experienced as humans, we have to recognize those moments where we weren't our best selves and we took it out on someone else. Moments in our lives where we didn't treat the people we cared about with love and understanding. Those moments when even strangers met our dark side. If we are incapable of being honest with ourselves that we are not always the victor or the victim, and that we've also victimized others, we will continue to live a facade and live in denial like those who have victimized us. We need to come to a space where we're honest in our own exhibition of darkness in order to see our full human capacity. We have to know why in those moments we did choose darkness over light in order to be able to have a bit more control of our stories without giving the power to others all the time. Facing ourselves, especially our dark sides, is as much a necessity towards our healing as acknowledging the moments where we were victors and victims. We need to honor our full human experience in order to show ourselves a level of empathy like no other, and to show others the same level of empathy. If there is a reason for everything, we need to search for the reasons why we choose to hide our dark side from our own narratives. Why can't we see ourselves in that part of our stories where we weren't so kind or nice? Facing the fact that we are actually imperfect is something I feel we don't do enough of. We don't tell the world enough that we have also fucked up and may have been the cause of someone else's trauma. As we are on our individual healing journeys, we have to acknowledge that we oftentimes victimize ourselves or become the victors in situations that we deem unfair. This, I strongly feel, is a detriment to our own healing. This is also going to add to that thought that I had. So someone posted this mean quote from Delighting in Lewis, and I, I related to it, but at the same time, at the same time, I responded to it, not from a place of relating to it, but from a place of self-responsibility. Because I felt like the message was more so pointing fingers at other people and not looking at yourself. And like I said in the last stanza, that we oftentimes are the victims and the victors. We're never the victimizers. 
we're never the abusers in our stories and we pretend as if we have we don't have the capacity and the capability of also harming another human being so this quote says never forget that people will turn you into whatever they need you to be so that their internal narratives can make sense ego is a crafty deceiver read that again a few times if you need to so in that message i was like absolutely absolutely people have a tendency to demonize someone else in their own stories have you recognized when you have demonized someone else to make sense of your internal narrative if you are incapable of even knowing when you have told yourself that someone else was this evil horrible bad person in order for you to be the victor and the victim in that situation and them the victimizer and the abuser in that situation but you want to point it out in someone else how is that working for you how is that working for you so in my response and i actually made a couple of reels in response to this i said i'd advise others to look at how they do this to other people too and when you're able to admit that you just like everyone else does this you'll be able to humble yourself and show up from a space of compassion for yourself and others. I do this and I've done this. And I did this to protect myself from a moment I felt unsafe and insecure. Was I wrong for doing this? No. Was I having a human reaction to that moment that led me feeling vulnerable and insecure? Yes. Admitting that I've demonized people to protect myself helped me heal from that situation I shared with them. It also helped me release the guilt I had in being a part of that situation and allowing it to happen. Healing happens when you're able to admit your own toxic defense mechanisms and forms of self-sabotage, not when you're pointing out someone else's. I just felt like that was so important because that's what I got immediately from this message. In the past, I would be agreeing to this message and talking about all the people that have wronged me, all the people that I've helped out, all, you know, I'll, I will be braggadocious about it. I will be pointing all the fingers. I will be labeling everyone narcissistic. I'll be labeling everyone toxic. I, that would have been my response. I wouldn't have looked inward to figure out when I've also done this. <laughs> I wouldn't be looking inward. And I feel like, at least for me, I'm in the stage in my growth where I'm looking more inward at, I think I probably mentioned this in a, in a few episodes back, that I'm looking at how I'm also behaving in, in the way that I'm criticizing other people for behaving. I'm looking at myself to see ways that I've also been unfair and unkind and toxic and all of that. That's kind of where I am in my growth because if I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and accept all my flaws, and I don't mean accept in that I'm going to continue to behave in this certain way, but accept in that I am also at times not a good person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I need to be able to look at myself and say, you were not a good person yesterday. So what are you going to do about it now? Are you going to grovel and play victim? Are you going to overcompensate and play victor? 
Or are you going to acknowledge that sometimes as a human being, you are going to have horrible days and the best part about it is to say, you know what, I just was having a horrible day and these are the reasons why. And in order for me to not be a terrorist, (laughs) an emotional terrorist, a physical terrorist to other people, I may have to dig deeper as to why I didn't show up at my best. In moments where we don't show up at our best, there's a possibility that we're having a subconscious trigger response to something that we possibly have experienced before, that our body is downloaded and digested and processing that we're not conscious of, and it just shows up in an emotional reaction that is not becoming. That is all a human experience that I don't feel like we should demonize ourselves for. And I don't feel like we should stigmatize ourselves for. We do need to recognize it though, so that we have a little bit more control over it. And that control over it is to dig a little bit deeper as to where this emotional response and this emotional reaction is coming from. To me, at least, I feel, and this could be a factual thought psychologically, But I feel most of the time it's coming from an unhealed space in our life and in our subconscious. It's coming from a space that's still bothersome to our nervous system. When I talk about grabbing control of our stories and our narratives and our emotional responses and the way that we show up in this world, I'm speaking about understanding where our emotional responses come from, negative, positive, or neutral. We have to understand where that emotional response is coming from in order for us to have better control of ourselves to have better control of our autonomy, to have better control of how we self-regulate, and to have better control of how we want to show up in the world. And also to just stop the finger pointing. What's that saying? That if you point a finger at one person, you have about three more pointing back at you? I think that's the quote. Let me look it up, actually. It says, when you point a finger at someone, you also have three fingers pointing at yourself. That means you must have a look at yourself at least three times before judging someone else. That right there. That's right there. That's kind of where I am. I think I told you guys I'm working on having more compassion for myself. I'm working on expanding my empathetic box. All of this is the work that I'm doing. Looking at myself three times before judging someone else is the work that I'm doing. And I'm not going to always get it right because the immediate response when something harmful happens is to defend yourself. That is the defense mechanism, is to always protect ourselves. But within protecting ourselves and then when we start feeling protected and safe, then the process begins. Then we have to process exactly what just transpired in front of us that made us feel unsafe and vulnerable. And that looking at ourselves three times before judging someone else is where the process begins, is where the work begins, is how the work is going to show up for us. That's the work, the process. That's what the process looks like. The process for me in therapy right now is very lengthy. We're in March, right? Oh, March just passed, actually. We're in April. Last month made two years of me consistently being in therapy. I got back to therapy in March 2019. I'm in my third year right now. So next March will be the completion of my third year in therapy. 
to even just acknowledge the growth and the work that I've been doing. And I'm still going to be doing the work because it's come on how many years of not only experiencing childhood trauma, also experiencing adolescent trauma, also experiencing adulthood trauma. We are currently experiencing trauma right now. We're going to always experience trauma at some point because the world is not linear. The world is not going to process in a straight line. But at least I, I could say that therapy has really helped helped me to have and form a difference of perspective when I constantly behaved as the victim and the victor without even noticing that I was doing that to myself. Most of the time, I was the victor in my story. I was the victor. I was the one that powered through everything. I was the one that fought my way through everything. I fought back. I fought back. I fought back. I was the victor. I, did, I never wanted to be the victim. And I'm in a space in my life right now where I, I want to let go of that armor. I want to let go of that warrior stance. I want to let go of that victim mentality. I don't want to always have to be on defense all the goddamn time. I don't always want to have to fight and ward people off. I no longer want to be in that space. You know, that strong black women nonsense. I don't want to be strong anymore. I want to be a lily pad in a nice little calm lake. I want to be a feather. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm glad I'm in the space that I am right now. You know, gratitude is the attitude. I'm really, really glad that I'm in this space where I'm just accepting every inch of my human experience. I'm accepting it. I'm not playing Victor. I'm not playing this moral elitist a part of all of that anymore. I don't want that for my story. I'm sure a lot of you guys cannot even correlate when you start speaking from a space of moral high ground. That's you playing the victor. I'm the one that's going to tell them how to behave correctly. You're playing the victor now. You're playing the warrior now. And you're not even allowing yourself or other people to have natural human responses that at times are not becoming, that are not moralistic, that are not kind. That's also a part of life. Not everything is going to be about right or wrong all the time, but right or wrong situations do exist. And being able to differentiate, it was wrong, or that situation was right, if you want to look at it at a moral standpoint. But also there's other experiences happening too that add to this narrative that it's not about right or wrong, that it's not about victor or victim. There's complexities that also need to be considered from our human experiences. There's external and internal happening. There's tangible and intangible, all the downloads we're having on this planet. And all of it to me matters. All of it matters. So being conscious of why we react a certain way, being conscious of why we speak a certain way, being conscious of how we show up in relation to other people have also influenced the ways that we act and speak 
especially when it's unfavorable, especially when it's offensive, especially when it's abusive, especially when it's demonizing, just acknowledging how and why it is we move on this earth, I feel will help us alter how we interact with one another. As for me, I'm retiring those titles. I'm not a victor and I'm not a victim. I'm just a human being having a human experience. Thank you so much for listening and I'll check you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and sharing space with me today. I hope this episode served you in your journey. And remember to take care of yourself and your mental health because you all deserve it. Thank you.